Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 25, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have something we discussed from yesterday on the docket today. One of the scenarios was we maintain price above the tail candle from last Friday. We're in the middle of our assessment of the daily chart, by the way. And if they could push a little bit higher, they would end up creating a scenario where they get sucked up to or they get drawn up to somewhere in the vicinity of the high of this big breakdown candle. Now, the high is 403.80. We'll call it 404 for argument's sake. We don't know whether they will or won't get there, but what they did today was they made an attempt. They came close to, and this happens all the time. Sometimes they come close. Sometimes they spike through. They came close today to the big fat round number. Today's high, and this is post-Kabuki Theater Light, and you'll see what that is in a few moments. It was the release of the Fed minutes, which has a tendency to whip the market around, especially when the market is very, very fragile like it is today. So the high today was 399.45, so they came up 55 cents short of the big fat round number. Doesn't mean they won't do it tomorrow, doesn't mean they will do it tomorrow, It all hinges on a different number, which we'll get into when we see inside the numbers. The net-net was, the concept is that we were developing some kind of bullish scenario on a variety of charts, not to say bullish for a rally to new highs or anything like that. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we're in a bounce situation, a relief rally, DCB, dead cat bounce type of stuff. Right now, all we're looking at is the big breakdown candle high, which coincides with around the 20-period moving average on the daily chart. If they get above, there's a gap above, and if they get the gap, we'll have plenty of time to discuss what, if anything, is next. Right now, we don't even know if they can get to the big fat round number, which they missed today, came up slightly short, and the higher number, which is the big breakdown candle high. Looking at the 240 chart, we have an opportunity to get a little education under our belt. Might want to get out a sticky note. On this chart, what I'm focused on, and this is what my eye is drawn to on this chart. Right here, they had a big breakdown candle, and that was at lows on the chart. Immediately following that one, We had not a reversal candle, but they had the makings of a reversal candle. They didn't eclipse or get above on this candle, the high of the big breakdown candle, but they did it in the next candle. Now, they've gone back and forth somewhat, but now that they've closed above that big breakdown candle, and let me depict it by another thing. I didn't mean to use the arrow. So now that they're above here, What does it do? It really opens the door for them to, and they're already beginning to, creep into the next one and to the high of the next one. It's the same price that we just discussed off the daily chart. It's the same high, the same breakdown candle high, but what you see here is that they're into it already. The 240 chart already had a big jump. They already did something very important, which was 
reversed the big breakdown candle to close above it not only once, but a number of times, that gives them kind of free reign to start working on the next one, at least from the way I look at the charts. Here's a 120 chart, slightly different, same routine, but here's the way I'm looking at this one. So what I'm saying is, they had a gap here, they filled the gap. That's fine, now they're above the gap, they closed above the gap, and they're above the pivot highs that was creating essentially this short-term channel that they were trading in. What really happened was, today, in the candle, and this is the 120 chart, the candle ending at 3.30 in the afternoon, closed above the gap, above these pivot highs here, again, giving them clearance to get into this big breakdown candle and trade toward the high. Now, they're not going to do everything in one bite. We had Kabuki Theater Light. They released the Fed minutes from the last meeting today. So it's not a big deal because the Fed minutes are just a rendition of what was already released and everybody already knows about. So traders, investors, economists, talking heads, they're looking for things out of this report. When the market moves, they're saying this is why the market moved because the Fed said this and we really didn't know that at the time. It's all nonsense, which is part and parcel to why I've named it Kabuki Theater. Let's throw out on the board, and you might want to fire up the sticky notepad again. Let's throw out some important numbers. So let's say the market does not go up on Thursday, but ends up going back down in the southern direction. You wake up, everybody says, hey, wait a minute, we found something in the Fed minutes that we need to send the market down, and that's the reason the market's down. The thieves in the night sent the market down. Whatever it is, what's that number that begins to get things back to the, oh no, they're going to go test the lows again? It starts at 394. You'll know 394 from yesterday, you'll know it from last week, you'll know it from today, you'll know a couple of other numbers as well, but 394 is, as I like to say, uber important. So what are we saying? If they're below 394, look out below, inside the number, members will have the numbers below that. On the north side, we're looking for two things. We're looking for 397, which is basically where the market closed today, slightly over it. In the after hours, they're trading right around 397 as I make this video. That's another important spot. That's the gateway to the big fat round number of 400, but 400 isn't actually the actual number of resistance, the important number, the magnetic thing. It's actually higher than 400. And then if they can get above that, then they run to the vicinity of the big breakdown candle high. We'll just call it 403.50 to 404 in that zone slash neighborhood. All right, it's time to slide over and take a peek inside the numbers. Early thoughts, it's hump day, that's Wednesday. The overnight thieves pushed them a little higher in Globex, not able to stay above 394 in the early going so far. It's still important, so we know... 394 is important. It will also be important tomorrow. By the way, as I switched over to do inside the numbers, NVIDIA announced their earnings. They're hitting it a little bit, so the market's getting dragged down along with it. That could turn around by the morning, or it could get worse by the morning. We don't know. Thought I would mention it. Why not? Below 394, the door opens for 392.50 and then 389. Now, they never got below 389, that never even came close to 389, so we don't need the rest. On the flip around operation, 
It all starts with 394 if above will handle the rest in a real-time type of formation, which we did. So, at 9 o'clock, we'll let them get the thing open, get a handle on the early storyline, no change to the zero dark 30 numbers. Now, here's a we-need-to-know type of thing. It's awareness stuff. We've got Kabuki Light this afternoon. The release of the Fed Minutes can certainly be a spark to move the tape. It's an excuse. It's a perfect excuse. Now, here's the thing. Before the opening bell still, 918, below 392.50, the door is technically open for 389. you got to close candles below. can't just dip below. That's a test. Stay below. This is where time is more important than price. The more time they're below or above an important number, the more likely it is they're going to run to the next important slash magnetic spot. That's the way this thing works. 931, for now on a short-term basis, we've got 394 on one side and 391.40 on the other. Inside is a range, below one or above the other is an opportunity. And what this really means is if they're going to spike 392.50, that's another number on the way to 389. We don't know that they're going to get to 389 below 392.50, but the door would be open. There's other stuff along the way. At zero dark 30, we're giving you the big time numbers. Once the market opens, I narrow it down a little bit. So we've got the zero dark 30 stuff. We've got the stuff leading up to the opening bell. Let's get our faculties on the chart. Five minute SPY chart right of the vertical is today's activity. The two lines represent lower 392.50, upper 394. So you'll see what happened. The opening print today happened to be 392. 32, they immediately rip the market up to go where? 394. They spike it, but they go back and forth around 394 for a long time. On a five-minute chart, this is a long time. So we know that that spot, that price, give or take, is important. Now, what you'll also see in the notes is the next thing above 394, from a big number perspective, was 397. There's some stuff along the way that can be A, magnetic, B, resistance, but the big time thing was 397. You'll remember from several days ago, 397 was on the table, it was on the docket, and it became unfinished business. They finished the business. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. Aggressive traders can take a short spike of 396 if they do it sooner than later in a hurry formation. So what I'm saying is if they get to 396 kind of quickly, and this is right after the opening bell, that's a short trade opportunity. They ended up pulling back from up there anyway, but they did it a lot later. That wasn't the same trade any longer. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. Above 394, the next zone of overhead resistance is in between. So here we have a 395.75, a 396.15. It's a zone. You have to understand, one of the reasons I put these numbers up on the board is I know traders are going to be long from 394 if they start closing candles above. They're going to want to take the ride up to 397. But as you know, and you should know, professional traders and Not that we all have to call ourselves a professional trader. That's not the point. What I'm trying to make a point of is if a trader considers he or himself or herself a professional trader, 
they're only going to have a portion of their original position on by the time they get to the ultimate target, which here would have been 397. You got to take profit along the way. So therefore, where are you going to take profit along the way? You're going to take profit at resistance areas. That's why you have to put important numbers up on the board. Hence, 1019 post traders who are long above 394 need to book profit around the zone of 395.75 to 396.20, give or take. 397 is magnetic and important. It would be considered the prize if reached on this run. It's unfinished business in bold print. So we know that they're likely going to get there. Why? Because it's unfinished business. They're close by. They've come close before. They went all the way back down. Here they are very close. When that happens, it's a pretty much slam dunk slash layup that they're going to do the unfinished business this time around. That's why holding a trailer is fine. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So we never got above 397, at least not by much. So therefore, now we have to take a step forward. What happens if they get above 397? Where's the next place? The big fat round number, 400. I've got 400.50. That was actually the number as far as numbers go, but we know about 400. We know it's a big fat round number. Therefore, we know or we should know. Sometimes they come up short. Sometimes they spike them through on the first run. That's normal garden variety market behavior. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You're going to see everything that already happened in here in terms of the numbers we're waiting on kabuki theater if they kill the tape this is what's going to happen if they jam the tape in a jam session this is what's going to happen they're going to go to 397 and 400 and beyond very simple stuff it was not complicated today trading it is one thing analyzing it and telling you what the likely scenario is if this then that that was the easy part we had a list of stocks on the move today, but the fact that they opened the tape and jammed them higher immediately took a lot of the would-be opportunity off the table. Yeti, BBY, ASO, and Dix, they never hit their price objectives. They took off to the upside. Nike opened a few pennies below the number and took off to the upside. So it was kind of a roundabout screw job from inside the number perspective or stocks on the move. But we take the good, the bad, and the ugly. There really aren't that many days where none of the stocks on the move are going to hit their numbers. But it does happen from time to time. Today was one of those days. So be it. We just move on. Probably get a trade in NVIDIA Thursday morning. Here's Nike, by the way. My number was 104.22. They creep down there right around the opening bell. They dip down. They open the tape at 103.46. And then you see the rest. They ripped it back in the other direction without even passing go. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They're doing the thing that we've been discussing that they would likely do. And the main thing was the ABC corrective pattern from the lows. A is the leg higher off the low. B is the pullback leg of the pattern to make everybody think the market is failing. And then once they shake out the Johnny come latelys, the C leg is the one higher that completes officially above the high of the A leg. This is one of those things that's taught in detail in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. 
So today was an up day. They're doing the thing. They were up three bucks plus today. Everything is as it was designed or laid out in the most recent schematic. What about the folks down at the transportation department? This one's a little different because this one really collapsed with this tremendous candle the other day. Now, when you look at this chart, you say, well, it's more likely that they're going to put in some kind of a bearish wedge, a bearish flaggish thing, and have another move lower. Are they really going to creep all the way up toward the zone near the high of the big breakdown candle, 14,500, give or take? Are they really going to get up there? And if they begin to go, that's one thing, but they have to really break out of this channel. If they continue making a channel, then what this is telling us is, watch out below, there's going to be another leg lower sooner than later. And what we do know is, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. The transports is the second favorite market-leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. On the weekly chart, we can use, at least as a benchmark of sorts, we can use the 100-period moving average. If they can't recapture the 100-period moving average, at least to get going, then it's trouble in paradise on the weekly chart, the daily chart, on any chart for the folks down at the transportation department. If they can't get above the 100, the department's going to have some layoffs. All the same market, the Q people, same routine. If the market's going to rally, everything rallies together at least a little bit, not necessarily to the same magnitude. And conversely, mirror images, if the market's going to sell off, open the trap door, take a dump, go out behind the woodshed, have a, another long squeeze, meaning squeezing the longs out of the market. If all the markets are going down, they're all going down together, the Qs are going down, the spiders are going down, the IWM's going down, the Dow's going down, everything's going down. Smash Mouth, similar to the Qs, it was up, but not a great day. All it is, is a dead cat bounce, a relief rally, it's just a bounce. But, you have to look at this objectively. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So I know if they get below this low from the other day or last week, whenever it was, you better pack a lunch and put a seatbelt on because it's going to be a rough ride. But the umpire calling balls and strikes also understands that we have this potential. Here's that same thing we saw before on another chart. You have a leg up off the low. This is a corrective pattern. You have a pullback. And now you potentially have the same ABC, but you have a little bit of a different look in Smash Mouth. So here's what you also have. You have a channel. You have a pullback pattern. You have a channel that if broken on daily closes can go right up to this high around 240 and higher into the 50 period moving average or even higher. Now that's a tall order today, but if you break out of this channel, this is a not a bull flag pattern, but it's a bullish pullback. It's a bull wedge pattern. It's whatever you want to call it. Give it any name you want. Now, we're going to finish on this tonight. Hardly ever talk about the junk bond or high yield index. This isn't an index. This is an exchange traded product that tracks an index. Basically, high yield bonds that are mainly sold to institutions for high yield bond funds are somewhat of a risky asset. They trade a lot like stocks. What's interesting is, it's had a pretty good day today up 1.5%. Now, it's not really as sensitive to interest rates as it is sensitive to the economy, sensitive to 
how people feel, meaning investors slash traders, feel about the health of A, the bond market, B, the companies that are inside of the index or inside of the junk bond market, the high yield market, for some reason, they're bidding this up today. I didn't look into it. I just saw this as I was making the video. I thought I would bring the chart up to the forefront. This could be something of a short-term canary. We're not sure yet. I'm going to look into it later, but just take it for what it is. How many times on this chart do you see a candle this big, a green candle this big, or a red candle that big? You have one back here. You have one red that's almost as big. This is an outside or anomaly type day, outside of the norm, not outside in your technical trading books, outside the norm. It's an anomaly. When you see that stuff, you have to pay attention because the market's trying to tell us something. When you look at this chart, it's speaking a language. I don't know exactly what the outcome of this one's going to be, but it's telling us something so it warrants looking into it farther. This could be a proxy for something else. Why? Because the junk bond index trades like and is subject to or sensitive to the equity markets, whether you want to believe it or not. It's interesting information nonetheless. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.